Welcome to my show, Revive with Jana. I am your host, Jana Johnson. And this podcast is where you will learn how to become your wellness advocate, how to overcome adversity, and how to heal and balance your body so you can be the best version of you. Thank you for tuning in and subscribing to my show. Hi, welcome to my show, Revive with Jana. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you're all having a really great day. I want to talk to you today about your gut health. So I get a lot of questions about this one. And, you know, you hear just gut health used a lot today. And people are always asking, what exactly does that mean, right? And that's a really great question because if you've listened to all my other episodes, then you know that I healed myself from Lyme disease and I healed my thyroid where I was told it would never function again on its own. I would always have to take a little pill every day. And I haven't had to take thyroid medication in over nine years. So when I talk about gut health, it's not just only from from learning about it right um, in the clinical way, but also from having to go through the process of healing my gut. So healing and restoring your gut, that is the key to, to vibrant health. And your health is wealth, right? So your gut health is imperative to your brain health and to how your skin looks and to how you feel. And, you know, 80% of our immune system is in our gut. So super important. And most of our neurotransmitters are produced in our gut. So, you know, people that um, suffer a lot from depression and anxiety and brain fog and things like that, that's normally, you know, typically from poor gut health. And so healing your gut is the ultimate key to feeling your very best. And that's my niche. And that's what I work on with my clients. And as their gut heals, they start to, they start to feel better again. You know, there's, there's no magic pill to cure disease or to make you lose weight or to make you just feel your very, very best. But the magic is in our body's innate ability to heal given the right environment and the environment is your gut. Okay. So I just kind of want to give my top tips today for your gut health you know, the overall picture can look a little bit different for everyone because you have some people that are just, their gut's really out of whack, right? And they need help from professional, someone like myself or any other professional functional medicine doctor, things like that. But there's always some basic things to do. And so eating smaller meals um, is one of my tips. A lot of times people just overeat and you overload your digestive system and your body cannot properly digest food that way. And so make sure that you're eating much smaller meals and you're not overeating. You know, a lot of people have their breakfast and a snack and lunch and a snack and dinner and then a snack again or dessert after dinner. And, you know, dinner really should be your lightest meal of the day and really eaten at least three hours before bedtime in order to properly digest food. You know, what can happen when you don't properly digest food is it sits in your gut and it rots and that can lead to a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And then it takes a lot more work to get rid of that. Also not overeating the sugar and the overly processed carbs and grains especially wheat, things like that. Sugar is just really, really bad on our gut. And unfortunately, what sugar does is it feeds the bad pathogens and microorganisms in our gut. And then it can lead to things like a candida overgrowth or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, like I've mentioned already. And 
sugar is just really, really bad for, you know, your skin and how you feel and it's super addictive, everything. So it's really, really hard to buy things these days that don't have sugar. And now sugar is hidden by all sorts of different fancy names on the ingredient label. So you always want to make sure that you're looking at the amount of, of grams of sugar per serving. And I always like to stay around two and no more than three. And I mean, then make sure you're watching your serving size, right? So taking a very high quality probiotic, that would be another one that is super, super important. And, you know, a lot of the ones that you can buy in the grocery store are typically not the best ones, but any probiotic is better than none. Okay. So when you're taking a really high quality probiotic, you'll know because there's going to be tons and tons of the particular type of strand or strands of probiotics that are in it. And then the more variety of strands there are, the better. So that's really, really important. And I try to put the ones that I prefer on my website. If anyone's you know curious about what I would recommend, you can click on supplements and on my full script account, you will see the probiotics I recommend. And I recommend more than one because they all do different types of things, right? And a soil-based probiotic is also super important on top of a regular one, unless you're eating, you know, food straight from your garden. So taking a healthy probiotic is really good. And also most people do not take digestive enzymes and digestive enzymes are so important. They help you digest food and break down dairy and carbs and fats and proteins. And, you know, they kind of aid your digestive system and, and the makes it much easier to digest foods and to properly absorb them. So that's really important. And also, I think it's important to take an apple cider vinegar uh, complex supplement as well. It's really good for your gut health and, you know, ensuring that you have proper stomach acid is really, really important. In fact, oftentimes people, especially as we get older, they think that when they have high stomach acid, they take the acid pills and, and anti-acids and things like that. That's actually caused from low stomach acid. And then when you take those pills, it makes it worse. And when your stomach acid is too low, then you cannot properly break down foods, but also unwanted pathogens can then thrive and live in your gut if you do not have the proper amount of stomach acid to where they cannot live. So that's really, really important is to make sure you're not taking antacids and overtaking them especially. And then, you know, I also want to talk a lot about weight around the midsection because that's really, really important. If you have a lot of visceral fat, so visceral fat is belly fat. And if you have a lot of that, that's really unhealthy when it comes to your cardiovascular system. And so whether you're a woman or man, you really want to make sure that your visceral, your belly fat is under control because that can be a big indicator of possible heart issues. And so, you know, that's something that I personally like to make sure people are aware of um, because, you know, obviously, you know, I have parents and, um, you know, in the family and stuff like that. And it's something that I notice and it's always concerning. Um, and I don't think it's really talked about enough, but your belly fat really, you need to make sure that you're really watching that. And so when you're, when you're really focusing on your gut health, 
that is something that's going to change as you are paying attention to your gut health and really starting to take care of yourself and get healthy again. And, you know, it's unfortunately getting healthy is not a one size fits all kind of program, but that's why I wanted to come on here today and talk about your gut health because it's really your key to, to you live in your healthiest, best life. Um, and you know, and when we feel our best, we perform our best, we are our best. We're not just healthier, we're happier. Um, you know, I've, I've lived in the, in the world of the sick when I had Lyme disease and it was really, really hard because I couldn't be my best. It's really easy to be cranky and grouchy and all of those things when you're not feeling your very best. And so I know from the other side of, of health, what it's like to not feel your very best and you're just not able to be your best. It's just not possible. And so that's why it's really, really important to me to share and to spread the word using my podcast um, as one of the platforms and putting that out there. Um, and so, you know, I see that with especially older people or even people my age in their 40s with the belly fat. And, you know, that's really, really important. You want your loved ones and those around you to live their longest, healthiest life. And so that is something that they definitely definitely needs to be tended to for sure. You know, your weight loss, you're balancing your hormones out, glowing skin, feeling your best. That's all going to be an indicator of your gut health. So the healthier your gut is, the easier it is to lose weight, to heal yourself, to, you know, have the complexion that you're after, get to your goal weight, balance your hormones. All of those things are possible with healthy gut. So when your skin is not looking your best, if you're suffering from adrenal dysfunction, if your hormones are imbalanced, you're waking up tired all the time, maybe you're suffering from brain fog, maybe you're having some major not so fun digestive issues, right? Like bloating or gas, burps, constipation, diarrhea. Those are all an indicator of poor gut health and typically also poor food choices accommodate that. So I always like to go to right before you eat, asking yourself, am I really hungry? Why am I eating this? Do I need this? Is it nourishing my body, but not feeding unwanted pathogens? Am I really hungry? That's a really big one because oftentimes we just eat out of habit. We eat out of boredom. And, you know, this can lead to some eating disorders, which I'll, I'll cover on, um, into the next episode. Um, and I've personally suffered from myself. And, um, so it's really important to always make sure that you're eating for the right reasons. And so make sure that you're not, like I said before, not eating too big of a meal, make sure that you're eating a balanced meal. So you want some healthy fats, some proteins, complex carbs if you need them, right? And your fiber and things like that. But it's not necessary to have grains at every meal. And I definitely am a believer in staying away from the gluten. So if you want to have grains, have them in smaller portions. And, you know, typically it's not something you need at the end of the day. You typically don't need grains at the end of the day unless you're an athlete and you have other reasons for that. But just remember your digestive system slows down at the end of the day just like our bodies do. And so if you eat this really big, large meal 
and then you add unhealthy foods on top of it and then you're just going to kind of sit around or lay down you're not going to digest those things as well so speaking of laying down this is another thing that people most oftentimes don't realize so digesting is a north to south process right and always ask people, you know, where does digesting begin? And they're going in the mouth. It actually begins first here in the brain. You know, once we start to think about eating a food or the foods that we're going to eat, we actually kind of start to salivate and we're already starting that process. And so then once you actually ingest the food, it goes down. So now think of digesting as a north to south process. So if you eat a big meal and you go, you go lay down, it makes it a lot harder to digest food. And food that is improperly digested and not digested the way it should be, it sits in your gut and it can lead to, you know, stomach pains and bloating. Um, and, you know, down the road that can, that can lead to a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which can lead to leaky gut and that can lead to autoimmune and, you know, just keeps kind of a domino effect, right? The other tip that I like to give and super important to know to not overly drink water and, and beverages during a meal. So honestly, you should drink your beverages 30 to 45 minutes before your meal and then wait about another 30, preferably 45 minutes after to drink. And most people drink a you know, large glass of milk or water or whatever it is you're having tea during a meal. And so here's what happens is that when you're doing that, you're diluting your stomach acid and you do not, once again, properly digest your food because your stomach acid is diluted. It's not as acidic and it can't digest and it break down those foods the way that it should. So most people do not know that and they're really surprised by that one, but that is actually super important. And, you know, definitely I'm not saying to not keep some water next to you when you're eating, because obviously if something doesn't, doesn't go down right. You know, you can take a sip of water, but drinking a lot of fluids during a meal is honestly a no-no. Um, that also, once again, when you're not properly digesting your foods can lead to the bloating and other not so fun digestive issues that we don't want. So another thing I also like to recommend are eating cultured foods. And um, those are food with live cultures and live microorganisms, kind of like a probiotic. You can find those things these days there's much more availability in these things like whole foods and stuff like that you'll always find them in a the cold section you're not going to find these um in just the regular aisles because cultured foods have to be cold so the cultures stay alive so you can find cultured fermented um, sauerkraut and pickles and okra and carrots obviously your yogurts and things like that when you're going for a yogurt it's really important to not get the ones with the fruit added because that typically has a lot of added sugar. I actually like to preferably go for um, a Greek yogurt or one that's made out of sheep milk, something like that, because I honestly don't digest dairy very well. And if you do, then, you know, go for a regular yogurt. But like I said, stay away from the added sugars and the added fruits and things like that. Kefir is another really good one that I like. And I really love the coconut cult yogurt, which you can buy online at the coconutcult.com. Um, it's made out of coconut milk and it's super, super healthy. And it has a very large amount of cultures in it. So it's really, really good for your gut. And another really good supplement to add in for your gut health 
is collagen and collagen, you know, a lot of people have heard about collagen now, and there's a lot of really good ones out there. I use the primal kitchen one and I like the vanilla collagen fuel. I like to add it to my coffee or to a shake and collagen normally packs about 10 grams of protein in one scoop. So it's really good for protein as well. And collagen is absolutely amazing for helping to heal your gut and the gut lining, right? So, you know, when you have leaky gut, you know, your gut lining is kind of more spread apart like this with your fingers. And then when it's healed, it should look like this. And so your collagen is really important for your skin health, gut health, um, your hair, your nails, your cognitive uh, functioning. And, um, so that's also another really good thing to add into your diet is collagen. And you can also get that when you uh, drink bone broths, bone broths are really, really good as well. And so these are my top tips for gut health. And also, you know, like to put the importance out there of gut health. And so, you know, if you have any other questions when it comes to like gut health and things like that, please don't hesitate to shoot me an email and look me up on social media and ask me because I love to answer these questions and to educate others on the importance of gut health. And thank you for tuning in today. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show and make sure and go to revivebyjana.com to sign up for my weekly newsletter you can follow me on Instagram at Revive by Jana to see my health tips and advice.